Hello and welcome to our podcast Hello Apollo our weekly podcast on health wellness and well-being I'm your host Dr Karan Thakur Each week we take a health issue and discuss it in detail with our experts from the field to bring to you credible information to keep you healthy and safe This week is no different and I will be discussing newer modalities to take care of heart disease and I have with me and I'm delighted that he could join us Dr Ranjan Modi senior consultant cardiology uh, who has joined us here Dr Modi welcome to the podcast Hi good afternoon uh, Dr Karan thank you so much for this opportunity for me to be able to speak thanks for joining in and spending your time uh, for those uh, you know the uninitiated dr ranjan modi uh, is not amongst uh, i mean he is amongst the leaders not just in cardiology uh, but in also newer interventions and uh, he has brought some path breaking technologies and interventions uh, to patients at indraprastha apollo hospital so i'm delighted to have this conversation uh, with him so dr ranjan let's let's start with uh, a more broader question that we going to discuss um around uh, the newer interventions and more specifically tavi and tavar now for the uninitiated who uh, listener who might be sort of figuring this out what is tavi what is tavar and where are they used so um people need to understand tavi or tavar is basically transcatheter aortic valve implantation or transcatheter aortic valve replacement now there is an aortic valve which is present in the heart this aortic valve is like a door which gives way for the blood to go from the heart to the various vessels and get supplied to all the organs in the body right now when door gets stenosed or narrowed we call it as aortic stenosis this aortic stenosis what it results in is decreased blood flow to all the organs which can lead to all these organs shutting down because the entire food the entire oxygen is carried by blood to these respective organs mm-hmm. now this aortic valve needs to get replaced because as the blood supply does not improve patients will have various medical comorbidities this aortic valve can be replaced or corrected either by surgical way or the other way being a minimally invasive procedure which we call as tavar So tower is basically replacement of this aortic valve correction of this aortic stenosis by a invasive minimally invasive method. Right. So um why does this stenosis happen? I mean why does this condition emerge? Most of the times this stenosis takes place because of increasing age. As you grow older there are a lot of calcium deposits which takes place in these aortic valves. and this calcium deposits can narrow down this opening now with the tavar procedure the best part becomes is as it is not an open heart surgery the various complications related to a tavar are much much lesser than open heart surgery right so uh, basically what i'm hearing is that uh, this is sort of progressive so as you age you are likely to develop this condition and uh, because of that you have to undergo a corrective procedure and this is better than uh, traditional uh, open heart procedures now uh, what what are some of uh, the signs and symptoms that you find uh, people coming to your clinic displaying which would make you start thinking about this procedure so uh, 
most of the patients which present to us with diabetic stenosis have generally angina which means chest pain right. either on walking or at rest they can have dyspnea or breathlessness either on exertion or even at rest and they can even result in syncope or what we call as giddiness or vertigos because when the blood supply does not reach the brain the brain is not able to give you that postural correction and thus the patient can come with syncope and vertigo so if the patient has any of these symptoms the patient needs to undergo basic investigations like an ecg and an echocardiography the echocardiography and ecg help us find out if that aortic valve is narrowed and what is the opening of the aortic valve at present and echocardiography obviously is the gold standard method to confirm an aortic stenosis right so you'll do your workup and then you'll come to a, a conclusion on how best to proceed yeah. and um, uh, you know i i'm asking this question because there's a lot of interest around this um because we've just come out of we are seeing some exit waves of covid now and hopefully that's the end of it a lot of people have questions around uh, covid and its impact on heart health um does covid have any impact on uh, stenosis as of the literature which we have now we do not find any correlation direct correlation between um aortic stenosis and covid uh the aortic valve seems to not be affected by this infection this aortic stenosis is basically more related to uh increasing age of these patients right right so one has to keep that in mind as uh, being the cause of it um and uh, obviously uh, if you do have such symptoms please do consult a specialist uh, like dr ranjan uh, to basically assess what is going wrong and how best to fix it now uh, if i were to do a little bit of a versus um, you know you've mentioned tavi and tavar and you've mentioned uh, open heart uh, surgery traditional uh, methods uh, what are the pros and cons both ways so um in an open heart surgery um yes obviously um your sternum is open that means your chest is open and the valve is replaced and that requires a longer stay in the hospital um it takes about a week 10 days for the patient to be completely uh rehabilitated um from the hospital the total rehabilitation course might sometimes even go up to 15 days to 1 month for the patient to be able to get back to on his feet and get back to his normal quality of life in the case of tavi and tower the most important part of let's say the most beneficial part is that because it's a minimally invasive procedure the time of uh, procedure is low the hospital stay is very decreased so if we take up a patient for a tower or a tavi the patient can get out of the hospital within 3 to 4 days and he can start resuming his normal routine activities within about another 2 to 3 days so within a week a patient who had severe debilitating symptoms like could not walk and could not do his routine activities can get back to his feet and do everything which he used to do previously within a week and moreover than that the various complications which are associated with the open heart surgery are also avoided with a minimally invasive procedure right right so the clear advantages there uh, dr anjan if you could just talk to me about um, say what what does this entail uh, because a lot of our listeners may be confused about what exactly would you do if you said that you know you need to undergo a tavi or a tavi 
So as we spoke previously, we need to first diagnose if the patient has an aortic stenosis. So that is done by a non-invasive um, investigations like an ECG and echo. Once the echo and ECG have confirmed that the patient has an aortic stenosis, then the patient needs to undergo um, uh, multiple pre-op assessments mm. of how good a tower would be for him or her. These pre-op uh, assessments include a CT iotogram, which means we look at the entire iota from the valve all the way down into the legs. So the entire route through which we are going to put the valve is evaluated. We look at various areas where the, uh, the calcium, what is the diameter of the vessels. So there are multiple things which are evaluated. Plus, then there is always a discussion with the cardiac team, which this cardiac team always includes a cardiologist, a cardiac surgeon, a cardiac anesthetist. So we all sit down and we assess how good or bad would a, this procedure be. Once a decision has been taken that yes, this procedure would be beneficial and provide um, huge benefits to the patient, then the procedure is planned and then the, the patient can undergo a procedure. Right. And during the procedure, um, you're actually replacing uh, an, uh, a tissue, which is the valve, uh, with something which is artificial. So what, what is it that you're replacing it with? So um, what valves, what we use in Tavi or Tower right now are known as bioprosthetic valves, which are kind of similar to what, uh, what I used in open heart surgeries, valve replacement as well. Mm. So these are either bovine or porcine valves, so right. which are crumpled onto a delivery system, which is basically um, either a balloon or um, a self-expandable valve, which either can be used. And th that is placed at the aortic valve position and it is expanded or it is self-expanded through the delivery system and it is left in place there. So the native valve is just crushed between the iota and the new aortic valve. So we do not take everything out. We just make sure that the diameter of the vessel, which was narrowed, the aortic valve, which was narrowed, that opening is now expanded back so that the amount of flow which was happening through the blood vessel is maintained. Right. And, and you spoke about uh, how quickly they could go back to work, but um, or go back to activity rather. Um, so what, what happens after the procedure is successfully done? How long do you stay in the hospital? So, um, ideally, um, what, how the procedure is done from the leg. Okay. Uh, we go from the leg, we go all the way into the aortic valve. The most of the times, our patients are always um, um, minimally sedated. That means they are not put on a ventilator. There is no general anesthesia which is used. There is something what we call as conscious sedation, which means that immediately after the procedure, they are woken up. Okay. Um, they are shifted to the ICU where they stay for about two days. They go to the room where they stay about for another one to two days. So by the fourth day uh, from the procedure, the patient is going back home. And in about another two days, he's going back to his routine activities. Wow. So, uh, I mean, that, that sounds astounding. One, you're not going to be fully sedated while the procedure goes on and therefore the recovery is better and you actually go back to uh, a regular routine pretty much uh, within a, a couple of days uh, give or take exactly right so um, this sounds too good to be true are, are there any downsides to these procedures uh, see the 
most of our patients who undergo tavi yojana just not because that the procedure is short most of our patients which come to us for tavi or tavo have always come to us with a, a with at a pretty old age as we said because these aortic valves gets to know that uh, the age is one of the most important factors so a lot of these patients have either undergone already a valve replacement or a open heart surgery like a cabg so they've already had a surgery where the chest has been opened hmm. now making them undergo the biggest benefit of this tavi or tavi is that we do not have to repeat a open heart surgery for these patients because a second open heart surgery for any procedure always carries a very high risk right so uh, the the biggest beneficial point of tavi or tavi is for those patients who have already undergone any open heart surgery for any procedure including the heart the lungs the any glands anything in which the heart has been opened for them tavi becomes the biggest boon because um the risks of a second open heart procedure are always high so for them a minimally invasive procedure is able to provide them the same amount of benefits or rather better benefits um than a second open heart procedure plus obviously um the lesser stay in the hospital and the sedation what we spoke about um right. the uh the downsides of this procedure we uh, we always say every procedure has its own risk and complications Mm-hmm. um in case of tower of tawis uh always because we are going we are creating a route all the way from the leg all the way into the heart they can mm-hmm. always be small um injuries to the vessels in the legs they can be injuries to the uh, the aorta through which we reach so these are known complications which have their own management which has already been uh planned beforehand to them so overall um yes it carries a risks but the risks are far lower than the benefits they provide right so you there is a sort sort of a limiting of the downsides is from what i hear especially what the upside has to offer exactly. and is, is are these procedures not recommended uh, for some specific type of people see um in patients in which we do not have an approach reaching to the aortic valve like they have very small arteries they have severely calcified arteries uh in those patients yes the risk of doing these procedures are high because um the valve itself has a particular size and we need a particular amount of size of the vessel to be able to reach the aortic valve uh in these patients uh obviously yes the risk becomes higher so a lot of times we do not recommend them it's also in patients who are young we would obviously not recommend tavis or tavis because um uh in such patients obviously of open heart surgeries is useful because open heart surgeries can help these patients cover a particular amount of time and once the open heart surgery valves are diseased we can always replace them with tavis so at a open uh, tavis or tavis at 30s and 40s are not recommended because they are too young uh patients and we still have data for tavis or tavis only for the last 10 to 15 years where we we have seen huge um benefits of tavis or tavis but we do not have datas like open heart surgeries for the last 50 years right. so we always recommend younger patients to undergo open heart surgeries and replacement of valves but older patients who cannot undergo surgeries who have no other second options for them tavis and tavis are the best right and you spoke about data so i just wanted to 
uh, asked you to throw some more light on it. Uh, what has been the, uh, the outcomes, the success rates uh, that you have seen in the past 10-15 years and in your own practice? The data what we have at Target is about about 10 to 12 years old now, mm-hmm. and they have shown to be very very um, good. The benefits of these valves have been great. Um, these valves have been able to last for about 10 to 12 years easily, and that's the best part. So because we're using the same bioprosthetic valve as kind of similar bioprosthetic valve as we do in open heart surgeries, um, the longevity of the valves is good. And because it's a minimally invasive procedure, all the risk and the complications which are related to open heart surgeries can be avoided. So it's one of the biggest um, uh, boon to um, interventional cardiology in the last so many years. Right, right. So, um, so it is a boon, as you said, and there's some good data to back it. Um, if if somebody were to be listening and wanting to take this uh, decision. Um, what is it that you would uh, tell to them uh, in terms of look um, or refer to a success story that you may have in your practice uh, about the impact this can make, the positive impact on your life and also quality of life rather? Oh, so um, we recently did a case. Um, this was uh, 82-year-old male and he had undergone um, bypass about 10 years back. His graphs were working fine and obviously we knew that at this age doing a repeat CA open heart surgery would be very difficult for him and he had aortic stenosis and uh, the patient got admitted uh, everything went smoothly within five days he was out he went home and the best part was after about 15 days he called us from Greece and he was taking a walk and wow. he called us and said that sir I can walk right now and I could not even go to the toilet and I'm so happy I'm at my feet with my grandchildren and we're taking a walk all around Greece and I'm just delighted and so happy to be like this. So these these such such patients just make your day. They just um, uh, make sure that that zeal of trying to um, make patients better, the zeal of cardiology always stays there. And it's such a beautiful thing to know that somebody could not just walk even 10 meters is now going about one and a half kilometers and walking and having fun of his life at this age. What a fantastic story and uh, God bless this patient. I hope they have many more years uh, with their family and their grandchildren. Um, and I know, um, Dr. Anjali, you are, you, are you are a bit of a futurist. You always are looking into the horizon of what's happening next. How do you see um, cardiac surgery interventions uh, evolving? What are the new things on the horizon that uh, patients and normal people uh, should be looking at? So I think uh, where uh, where we are leading as cardiologists and cardiac surgeons is always minimally invasive now. Right. Uh, we are leading to more of a robotic assisted, more precise, less complications uh, uh, surgeries and procedures where the patient can get back to his feet and get back to his normal routine as quickly as possible where the rehabilitation of such patients is as short a duration as possible. So I think the next few years, even in cardiac surgery, is going to turn into robotic surgeries and minimally invasive surgeries where you do not need to open up your chest. We can do just a pinhole. We can do the entire procedure and you can be out, up and about within the within about two to three days. I think that's what's going to happen in the next few years. Fascinating. And uh, it's always fascinating uh, talking to you, uh, Dr. Ranjan. Uh, I have to draw this conversation to a close, uh, but it was uh, wonderful to have you speak with us. 
um, and um, i hope to bring you back soon so that we can discuss the um, other frontiers of what you are doing in terms of cutting edge cardiology at indrapur sapola hospitals sure dr karan that was that was great to speak to you thank you so right. much right so that was dr ranjan modi and uh, Uh, as he said these procedures are life changing and he gave a very good example and also if you are eligible or you have more questions uh, uh, around this procedure or anything else do reach out to us at indraprastha apollo hospitals our board lines are open for you to make that call and set up some time with dr modi to discuss your case or of that of a, a loved one um, and um, please also reach out to us on our digital platforms or dm us Uh, and we'd be happy to connect you uh, with uh, Dr. Modi. Um, and do encourage your friends and family to listen to our podcast. We are available on all leading platforms. Uh, because remember, good health is for everyone. So do join us next week when we will have another specialist from Indraprastha Polo Hospitals discussing another health issue of importance. So till that next episode, stay happy and healthy. Thank you.